Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, follow the show on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod. You want to follow us on Instagram, I am at NotMarkB. Charity is at Charity underscore Case Watch. All right, Charity, it is officially a hit. People love the still unnamed dumb criminal excuse segment. We haven't got any name suggestions got- for it yet, but that name <laughs> nope. is actually growing on me. I love it. This still I like unnamed. the whole sentence. Yeah. Because, you know, we like to do things to extreme. And what more extreme than a outlandishly long name to a segment? I'm going to hope that of you course. have a couple more of those for us this week. I certainly do. I find these pretty much as delightful as the actual Triple Ds. So I'm just going to get right in. Just roll right into get it. Right. I love it. An extremely drunk Ohio man started fighting with police and even kicked a dog cage. A couple of hours later, when being questioned by the police, he would say that he was scratched by a wolf while visiting Germany. And now whenever the moon comes out, Mark, he just can't control his actions. Hey, I believe this guy. You believe him? If you're going to come up with an outlandish story, make it that outlandish. Would be even better if they find out that he does not have a passport. He has never left the country. That would make the story so even it, better. <laughs> so it did say that he had been to Germany. Oh, okay. but that was about as far as that was about as far as the story was right. Because <laughs> he was not he was not turning into a werewolf. <laughs> he was just really drunk. I, I don't know. Uh, people say Sasquatches are real. Have you seen one, Charity? No, but I believe they're real. I do too. So who I are do. we to say that this guy is not a werewolf? That is true. And actually, I really need for them to be real because I get joy out of thinking of a very tall, large being full of hair. Like I said before. We've talked about this before. Me. Hello. <laughs> Mark's like, I'm right here. I'm right here. Large hairy oh guy God. right over here. A Mississippi woman named Lisa Carol Roach was arrested for stealing items out of students' cars at a high school. She told police that she wasn't stealing things. She was just investigating and searching for the terrorist group ISIS. Lisa was taken to jail right away. Why would you look into students' cars for ISIS? (laughs) Come up with something better. Who knows? Colleges are breeding grounds. You never know. That could be exactly what she was doing. I am continuing on. It was a high school, Mark. I'm still continuing on my quest of my criminal defense attorney here. So, hey, if they start in college, they could start in high school too, Charity. I just thought of maybe a new segment for us to do. What's that? 
What would be Mark's excuse? That's the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of like, like to let that, him fly. You I don't come put up much, with some really good ones. I don't I don't really put much thought into them because they have to come to you instantly. And that's what that's, that's true. How and you, and know you don't want to be on the, put on the spot. A good one. Oh no, I I don't mind. I come up with an excuse in a second. I just don't want to have that's to do That's what it I'm in saying. Advance. It's good. Hey, that's true. We'll that's come true. up with some. Give us some scenario people that you want my opinion on and you guys can <laughs> go ahead and hear them on air. Send them in. Info at casewatchpodcast.com. I'm scared. I'm scared of what they're going to send in, but I think it'll be amazing. Oh, I love everything you send in. It's hilarious. It makes oh, my me day. Too. It's awesome. In 2011, 21-year-old Micah Kalamoska was caught trying to carjack another man's car. According to Micah, this wasn't an attempt at carjacking at all. It was all part of the Batman movie, The Dark Knight Rises. A hole in his story, though, was that the actual filming of the movie was happening 250 miles away. And guess what? He was never in the movie either. <laughs> semantics, quite, charity, semantics. That is really, that just popped into his mind. We're filming a scene. Well, where's the crew? <laughs> Somebody tell me what the crew is. What is the name of that movie? Oh, there's a movie. It's an Eddie Murphy movie. Oh, Bowfinger, maybe? Where they actually oh, tape a oh, movie oh God, without him that. knowing that he's in the movie. They just follow him around yes. and set up this movie without him knowing. If you haven't seen it, I, it is a delight. Check it out. I need to watch that again. I haven't seen that in years. I totally forgot about that movie. It's That's good. awesome. That's for sure. When security guards witnessed 28-year-old Weston Reynolds trying to steal a Honda Civic at a San Francisco parking garage, they arrested him right away. Reynolds told them, that they got it all wrong. In fact, he was just trying to roll the window up because it was left down. What an amazing human. And when he couldn't get the electric window up, Reynolds even took the time to go through the car's glove box to attempt to get the owner's information so he could contact them and inform him that the window was broken. What a guy. What a do-gooder. I kind of like this guy. This is great <laughs> thinking. Because at the end of the day, the cops might be like, hmm. There might be some validity to this story. Right? I love it. <laughs> that one was funny. And I have one more. Robert Boyd was arrested for going into a Belfast shop with a knife and trying to steal some underwear. Why did he do this, you ask? It was all because of an online role-playing game. From his own account, Robert was playing an elf criminal in the game, an elf holding a knife as a weapon. He told the court that he accidentally got confused between the real world and the fictional world. Of course... The court didn't fall for any of this. An elf. He was an elf, Mark. Okay. Elf steal underwear. Yeah. That's new to me. Yeah, I thought that was a weird thing to steal. Do you think he soiled his drawers and needed a new pair? See, My I was going there. somewhere else. I think he was stealing women's underwear is what I'm thinking. <gasps> for I did not even different think of reasons. that. <laughs> That's where my mind oh. goes. And I just automatically go to he pooped his pants. That's where my head's at. <laughs> Our minds are on different sides of the dirty gutter. That's for <laughs> so, sure. Sometimes they are, but sometimes they're not. Sometimes oh, we're right I on the same it. page and it's scary. <laughs> All right, guys. So if you want to try to knock off the current leader of the pack is the, as of now, still unnamed dumb criminal excuse game. If you can actually come up with a better name, we'll replace it and send you a sticker. I'm actually going to tell you good luck because I really like the name we have now. So all right, Charity, what do you have for us this week? Today, Mark, I am presenting Jerome Henry Brudos. Some call him the shoe fetish killer or Jerry the shoe fetish killer. 
or the lust killer. So mm. he's another lovely being. I never got into about. these foot fetish and shoe fetish and the, I don't know. I'm just, I'm weird, but I'm not that weird. Yeah. I kind of, I get, as I go, you'll, I get into a little bit of maybe why it could happen. Okay. Cause I was interested too. Now I'm interested. Charity, take it away. Brutus was born in Webster, South Dakota on January 31st, 1939. He had an older brother. It was said that his mother really wanted a girl and was not happy when she gave birth to another son. For this reason, Brutus's mother would be very abusive towards him. That's actually really sad. I mean, it's not his fault he came out a boy and not a girl. I, I, I hate when I hear things like this, Mark. It, that makes me That actually makes me sad because the child, number one, didn't ask to be born. And it's not their fault they weren't the sex that the parent wanted. So it's starting off kind of sad. Brutus would later say that his first woman's shoe experience would be when he was just five years old. It would be at a junkyard of all places. There, he would find a pair of women's spiked heels and apparently became hooked. He would even admit that he tried to steal the shoes of his first grade teacher. That must have been an awkward parent-teacher's conversation. <laughs> you sit it. down, see how your kid's doing in school. Uh, he tried to steal my shoes. Okay. That's we go from there. <laughs> Along with this woman's shoe fetish, Brutus would also grow to really love women's underwear. It's funny because you, you just were talking about that, Mark. I was. This too would become a fetish. And during his teenage years, he would be caught stealing underwear from a female neighbor. Let's pause for a minute and talk about what a fetish actually is. Because I was, I was really interested in that. So, first of all, I love this name. <laughs> Sexologist. Dr. Sarah Armstrong says, a fetish involves arousal to an inanimate object or a specific target, usually a body part that's not genitalia or an object. She goes on to say, there is more reinforcement between the parts of our brain that are involved in arousal and orgasm and the object or target that you are talking about, Dr. Ashton also says. Fetishes can also be linked to experiences someone has had early in life. Because people might first experience some form of arousal early on in their childhood and they are small people, they might be close to feet and there might be some random association between their experience of arousal and feet. That's an, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I, I still I was, don't get it, but if I don't, anybody I don't here, you, I will keep this private. If anybody here has a foot fetish, send me a <laughs> message because I just, I need to know more about this. Am I missing out on something? Like, I don't think I am, but... I just don't understand the feet fetish. Reach out yeah. to me. Info casewatchpodcast.com. Super, super curious. <laughs> Continue and on. Right, super, super curious at the heading. <laughs> right? As I was reading up on fetishes, I learned that they are mostly always innocent unless the fetish is harming you or someone else in some way. So I guess they're in abundance. All different kinds of fetishes. It could be like something very mild or it could be something like a shoe fetish or a foot fetish or, you know, everybody, but I guess it, it's considered fairly normal for people to have these little fetishes. So I don't know. Not, I think everybody has some sort of a fetish, whether they want to admit something. it or not. Yeah, exactly. Let's get back to Brutus. His family clearly realized it, that he had a fetish problem. Um, it was becoming very problematic, actually. Were they he like was, buying I mean, them pumps and stuff for Christmas? Well, here's my thing. If you're trying to, you're a young, young kid buying a pump. I like that you knew what pumps were. That to me is fantastic. I mean, if you're if you trying, you're a little boy and you're trying to steal your teacher's shoes, that's a problem, I would think. He would find himself in and out of many mental hospitals, receiving many therapies. Unfortunately, these attempts at mental health wouldn't work. 
Brutus's fetishes would carry on and violence would begin to ensue. He started stalking women, even choking them until they were unconscious. Then he would take off, but not before he stole their shoes. When he was 17, he would dig a very large hole. What would he put in this hole, you ask, Mark? I'm going to say shoes. Uh, no, he put girls, of course. Wait, oh, you would, caught me off guard. No, he drew. He dug a huge ass hole in the ground and he would keep girls in there. He would abduct them and keep them in the hole, making them his sex slaves. It's way Isn't too much kind of, work. Oh, my. he was still he was he's still a young kid. He abducted one girl, beat the crap out of her and told her that he would kill her if she didn't comply with his sexual wishes. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This guy is like already causing major havoc. Yeah. Brutus would be caught not too long after this. Thank God, these poor girls. He would be sent to the Oregon State Hospital for nine months. He would be diagnosed with schizophrenia and extreme misogyny. The definition of misogyny is the dislike of, contempt of, or ingrained prejudice against women. This would all stem from the hatred he had towards his mother. Hatred he likely had due to all the years of abuse. As he went along in life, his hatred for his mother clearly spread to the hatred of all women. So we've seen this in, in previous cases. And now is spewing from just that one person into the general population. I just hate all women now. You yeah, know, see, just because of what his mother did to him. I still hold very specific things that drive me nuts about this whole thing that people say all the time. Well, it's what I was raised with. Yeah. I know lots of people that were raised in crappy situations and they rose above it. So Me I still too. am not sold on this as an excuse. I just think it's that's what it is. It's an excuse. Some people are just shitty people. And and we do a podcast that highlights it twice a week. So nothing surprises me anymore. But that's an excuse that I just can't get on board with. That's, you know, an excuse. It is what it is. Right. You are the only person who can change your course of life. Correct. So after getting out of the state hospital, Brutus would be able to not act on his impulses long enough to graduate high school. This would be in 1957. He would then attempt to go to a few different colleges. First, Oregon State and later Salem Technology Vocational School. He wouldn't succeed in either of these colleges. He hardly attended, and eventually he just gave up. Brutus would then enlist in the United States Army. Here's another one, Mark. Yep. He would finish his basic training in Fort Gordon, Georgia. He would acquire the ranking of an E-2. An E-2 is a private that is in training or on their first assignment. Brutus would be stationed at Fort Ord, California, but not for long. He would begin to have strange sexual dreams about a Korean girl. These dreams were so obsessive that he decided to go see the army chaplain. The chaplain sent him right to the army psychiatrist who would meet with him and discharge him immediately. The reason for this discharge would be bizarre obsessions. After being discharged, Brutus would have no choice but to move back home with his parents and be forced to live in the shed. They made him live in the shed. Like, okay, I, 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 you're probably this part of you being this way is probably because of the way you were treated. Not all of it. You probably just a little messed up anyways. But now that you came home, we're going to make you live in the shed. Huh. Interesting. That I thought was a little weird. 
Well, he's also an adult, so he could have probably got his own place if he really wanted to. I know, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. During this time, he would see a young girl walking and follow her home. He would strangle her until she was unconscious. During my research, in some places, it said that he also raped her while she was unconscious, but in other places, it just mentions the strangling. So I don't know if he actually strangled and raped her or if he just strangled her. Either way, it's horrible. Horrible, Oh, yeah, scumbag. So much anger is going on here. Before leaving the girl's home, he would take her shoes, and that night, he would sleep with them. So he, like, snuggled up to her shoes in the shed. Yeah. Clearly, Brutos would never be caught for this crime of violence because he would go on to get his FCC license and begin working at the Corvallis radio station. This is where he met 17-year-old Darcy Metzler. They would become a couple almost right away. Darcy's parents were not a fan of her relationship, but despite that, she would marry Brutos only after a few months of meeting. These girls scare me when it's like, hi, I just met you. I'm 17, but I'm going to marry you. We've heard this on more than one episode. I can see why the parents were kind of like, maybe you should like experience life, get to know him, (laughs) get to know him a little bit. Like maybe he's obsessed with feet and shoes and underwear. I don't know. (laughs) Just saying. The newlyweds would welcome their first child, Megan, and would move to Salem, Oregon because Brutos couldn't keep a job. He took a job in Salem as a technician and electronics company. It was said that Brutos would have his wife do all housework naked except for a pair of high heels. Now we're talking. Come on, Mark. I was just going to say, you know that doesn't sound that bad. No, that sounds great. He would take pit. Yeah, see? Okay. All right. So now he's not that weird for this one moment, huh? He would take pictures of her doing this for his pleasure. So he would watch her take pictures and then later on look at the pictures that he took to remind him of how she looked doing her housework naked. You know, just in case he forgot, Mark. His job at the electronics company wouldn't last long and the family would again move. They would find themselves in Portland, Oregon, and Brutos would get a job as an electrician. At least he keeps getting a new job once he leaves one behind. I mean, he can't keep it, but he quickly gets another one. So I guess he's trying maybe. I don't know. Right. I mean, try to teach some people nowadays. Let's get a job. Right. Exactly. It was during this time Darcy would become pregnant with their second child, a boy named Jason. Brudos would be very depressed when he learned that Darcy did not want him in the room for her son's birth. I wonder why. I'm sure she had her reasons. This is a very strange dude, and he definitely has that violent side. So that, I thought, was kind of a little profound. She did not want him in the room with her. Yeah, that one kind of throws me off, too. Yeah. So something was going on behind closed doors, clearly. I mean, he was kind of forcing her to... I mean. Maybe she was doing the whole naked cleaning thing because she thought it would just make him happy. Or I don't know, maybe he was being more forceful. Who knows? He would steal undies and shoes to cheer himself up, Mark. He was feeling (sighs) down, so he needed some undies and some shoes. Hey. Moving (laughs) along. I I can't say anything. That's interesting. I I, I eat at McDonald's when I get upset. I stress eat. He steals underwear. He steals undies. He steals undies. Moving along, Brutus would get electrocuted at work with 480 volts of electricity. He wouldn't have to be hospitalized for his injuries, but it was said that he was left with horrible migraines and would even occasionally black out. Uh, That sounds like pretty bad side effects. Yeah. Yeah. That's what confuses people, though, is that people think that volts are what kill you. And it's really not. It's with amps. It's the actual, the current, not. Yeah. People get that confused. The amps are what kill you, not voltage. I don't know anything about that. To take his mind off these sometimes debilitating symptoms, he would cheer himself up by sneaking out after dark to steal, you guessed it, undies and shoes. 
It is now about 1967 and Brutos would keep all his contraband hidden in a garage. Darcy would not be able to enter this garage at any time unless she announced her arrival through a homemade intercom. Can you imagine? I would think Darcy would want to know what was in the garage. Or I maybe she like felt it was better if she the didn't garage. know. Uh, can I please come in? <laughs> I mean, I would. she probably knew he was a messed up dude and was like, you know what? It's probably better for me if I don't know at yeah. this point in her life. Let's get into the murders. Okay. Because, you know, you know they were coming. Brudos would notice a girl in his neighborhood going door to door attempting to sell encyclopedias. It would be January 26, 1968, and the girl's name was Linda Slauson. Brudos approached Linda, acting as if he might want to make a purchase. He invited her into his, quote-unquote, workshop. I have this to, was his uh, garage. I have to ask you a question. Yeah. I have to ask you a question. So growing up, people our age, I know you had to have. You had encyclopedias, didn't you? Of course. We did. We would ask our parents something growing up, and my mom would be like, Mark, check the encyclopedia. And you would go pull it out, and it's like we had it. To this day, I mean, they had a smell. Like, you would open it up. Oh, it did. And it had those little um, little thumb things. Yeah. Do you know in the the side part? Yeah, so you could flip flip to the page you needed to. And... I've never seen writing that small. Do you remember how small the I writing do. was? I had the world book of encyclopedias is the one that we had. I think I had Britannica. Yeah. Ours were white with blue. I remember them to okay. this day. I, I don't remember the color of ours, but I remember the, the print would get on your fingertips. Yes. For yes. some reason. It did have that like glossy page to them. The good exactly. old days. Now, look, I'm holding up my phone and it's like I, I everything that we had growing up is now at my fingertips. Yep. That's amazing. It's true. So let's get back. So this lovely girl was invited into his workshop in his garage. And once inside, Linda would be struck in the head with a two by four. And then Brudos would finish her off by strangling her to death. After she was dead, he would strip her naked and put different clothes and shoes on her. He had laying around. So all the stuff he had stolen over the years, he would replace this girl's clothing with those. That is odd. <sighs> That is very, very oh, you, odd. You think that's odd? You think that's odd? Please hold. Before throwing her body into the Willamette River, Brudos would cut off her left foot, donned with a high heel, and keep it in the freezer as a keepsake. Sadly, Linda's body would never be found. Hello. Hello. Let's talk about this. Yes, he has let's... a severed foot with a heel on it in his freezer. I... I I don't, I don't. So we could just look at it every once in a while and be like, yeah, I did that. He must pull it I out mean, and he's like, checks it out. Like that is like a trophy. Oh, right around the same time, a girl named Stephanie Vico would be reported missing. Thanksgiving 1968, Brutos would find himself driving down the road and would notice a girl pulled over with a flat tire. This girl's name was Jan Whitney. It's W-H-I-T-E-N-E-Y. Is that how you'd say it? Whitney. I would say Whitney. Yeah, a 23-year-old college student. He would, of course, seize this opportunity and pull over. Instead of helping her with her flat tire, Brudos would strangle Jan to death and then proceed to have sex with her dead body. The poor thing. I cannot Ugh. understand these people that are the, into necrophilia. I just I, don't get I don't. It. I can't. Mm-mm. Nope. So Jan's car was later found abandoned at a rest stop while her body was eventually found July 27th, 1969, tied to a railroad track. In 1970, 
19-year-old college student Karen Sprinker went missing from a parking garage. Two witnesses would tell police they saw a large man dressed as a woman on the top floor of the parking garage. This is where Karen's car was found. It is not known if Brutos was dressed in drag for sure, but it is known for sure he is the person that abducted Karen. Again, Karen would be taken to the Brutus' garage where he would rape and kill her. Karen's body would be found in the Long Tom River on May 12th. Oh, this poor 19-year-old, you're just starting out. You're just starting out and you're in a parking garage trying to get to your car. It's sad. Brutus is on a tear. And about a month after killing Karen, he tries to abduct a girl named Gloria Smith. Luckily, she's able to get away from him, saving her own life. Thank God. He also tried and failed to abduct Leanne Brumley. He tried to get her into his car, but Leanne was able to evade him. The day after his failed attempt, Brudos would successfully nab Linda Salee from yet another parking lot in Portland. He would kill her and dump her body in the Long Tom River where he had dumped Karen Sprinker's body. A fisherman would be the person to find Linda's body in the river. A transmission had been placed on the body in an attempt to weigh it down. Oh my God, a transmission. And let's talk about these poor fishermen, by the way. How many times have fishermen found these dead bodies? How horrific would that be? You're relaxing, you're fishing, you're supposed to be getting into your zen and up floats a body. Oh, I can't imagine that. That would, I would rather I don't think find I'd the dead body as a fisherman as opposed to the story from two weeks ago where they killed the fisherman because he thought he might have seen him kill somebody. That's true. I agree with that. Yep. Note to self, Mark, Karen, don't fish. <laughs> yeah, don't go fishing, Mark. Not alone anyways. Right. Have, have a buddy. Take a crime creep with you. Right. There we go. (laughs) Karen's body was then found, and it was only 50 feet away from Linda's corpse. Karen was submerged slightly underwater due to an engine tied to her. This guy is horrible. I'm sorry. Brutus had cut off Karen's breasts to make them part of his collection. He stuffed the breast cavities with brown paper bags and then put a bra on the body. Is he building a woman like weird science style? No, I don't think so. He, but and he goes, he makes, he wanted the breast to still look real. So he, he, uh, oh my God. He defiled this poor, I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. The police start to become very aware that there is a serial killer on the loose and are frequenting the areas where these girls have been gone missing. At the same time, Brudos is continuing with his antics and begins to cold call girls' dorm rooms at Oregon State University and convincing some of them to even go on blind dates with him. Yikes. Oh, my God. These poor girls have no idea what they're in for. The police were made aware that a strange man was calling around to the girls' dorms and being creepy. One of the girls that went on a blind date with Brudos was able to give the police a description of what he looked like. Brudos called the girl again to take her on another date. She informed the police and she was told to have him come to pick her up at her dorm room. Once he arrived, police were waiting and questioned him, but really didn't have any grounds to arrest him. Like, they had him in their grasp and they couldn't arrest him because they didn't have anything on him. And what's with this girl? She actually went on a date with him. Didn't she realize he was a widow? <laughs> I mean, it maybe takes a while sometimes probably to discover that true. you're weird. Maybe he pre- presents himself well. I don't know. Later, after going to Brutus's house to question him more, they saw some things that looked very strange in the garage. Stuffed boobs? They then... Or the foot? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Watch one, oh, watch one threw them off there. Oh. They then reviewed his past records, and with the help of Leanne Brumley in identifying him, 
they were able to get a warrant. Brutos would try and run away when the police served him, but was unable to escape. Here are some of the things that were found in Brutos's garage. Would you like to hear? I think I need to know. Copper wire, rope, and pictures of his victims. Here's another one. He waits till they're dead and takes their pictures. That is just, uh, again, probably for like trophies or, you know, memoto. I can't talk. Mementos charity? (laughs) See now, if... People had followed through and watched Mr. Brooks like Charity did and quite a few of her crime oh, creeps did. I loved it. You learned you were allowed to take mementos, but you have to burn them and get rid of them and move on. Mm-hmm. It's just, That's right. He got away watch with it. Mr. Brooks, guys. It's such a good movie. It really is. And I love Kevin Costner. I really do. He's one of my He's all-time awesome. favorite actors. What is your favorite yep. Kevin Costner movie? I don't, I don't know about movie, Mark, because there's so many, but I'm all caught up on Yellowstone and he is fantastic in that. He is so good. So I have good. not have you seen, seen it? it. Nope. I have not <gasps> seen it. Mark. I am taking a stand because I know it's great and I love Kevin Costner, but I have asked Kristen to watch, I would say 30 different shows and she never does. So this is one that she's asked me to watch. So oh, now no. I am taking the moral stand and holding up the two middle fingers and refusing to watch it. <laughs> so eventually I will see it, but I can't do it for at least another two years. But uh, my Kevin Costner movies two years. at minimum, I need to prove my point. And the, are you going to say bodyguard? No, no, that is an okay, okay one, but tin, that was a good one. Minor tin cup. And <gasps> yeah, that's such a good movie. Phil the green dreams is good, but it's not better than Waterworld. So those are my I two don't favorite think I've ones. I've seen Waterworld. What's yep. Waterworld about? Really? I don't think I've seen Waterworld. Waterworld ha- is in a dystopian time in the future where there is no land. They live on water. The whole world's covered in oh. water and they try to discover a land, you know, discover land. It's a great movie. And Tin Cup has got, I believe it's Rene Russo in it. I'm not yes. 100% positive on that, but he's That's a, good a one. former golf pro and it's great. And it's got, that is a good uh, one. got Cheech in it, and it's phenomenal. It's it's a great movie. It's got Cheech in it. <laughs> it does. Oh, God. I'm going to have to see that. All right, ready? Yes. Upon further investigation of this garage, the M.O. would become known. The early crimes would be crimes of opportunity. A girl would simply be in the wrong place at the wrong time. But eventually, all the vile crimes would become almost the same. Brutos would abduct a girl in public, bring her back to his murder garage, usually strangle them to death, then do unspeakable things to their lifeless bodies. It was even said that he would dress up in high heels after a murder and masturbate. Ugh. Let's let that sink in picture. for a minute, guys. Paint that I just picture. got a picture. Yeah, paint it in your head, guys. We're not moving on yet. We got to give this at least five <laughs> seconds to soak in. Let it marinate, as they say. <laughs> when you're watching this episode, make sure you look at the artwork for it and realize this guy put high heels on and masturbated yep all right Charity, next now move on oh <laughs> uh, can i move on okay thank you <laughs> thank you mark thank you next he would dress the bodies in clothes and shoes that he collected trophies were often kept as well like the severed foot with the high heel in the freezer or the breast that he cut off he used these as paperweights he used the breasts as paperweights That's gross. Oh, my God. (laughs) Finally, his last step would be to throw the girls' dead bodies into lakes weighted down to try and keep them from being discovered. Brutos would first try to plead not guilty by reason of insanity. This wouldn't work as he was deemed sane by a psychiatrist. 
He would eventually plead guilty to the murders of Jan Whitney, Karen Sprinker, and Linda Salee. Since there is no death penalty in Oregon, he would be charged with three life sentences. Sadly, he couldn't be charged with the murder of Linda Slauson because her body was never found. That is really sad. She deserves for him to be charged with her murder. In 1995, it was voted to ban Brutos from ever getting parole. A three-panel board would reject action for Brutos to have a formal hearing. Brutos did not want to release information about his crimes. Here is what he said. This information I wanted to give to the board without it becoming public record or reading in the newspaper. I have no intention of bearing my soul. Board Chairman Michael Washington told Brutos that he wouldn't receive a formal hearing in part of his refusal to candidly discuss his crimes. Sounds like a control thing to me. So this creep, thank God, was sentenced to spend the rest of his life in jail with no possibility of parole. After 17 years of incarceration, Brutus had this to say. I'm more stable now than I ever was out on the streets. I'm trying to get on with my life. He said he earned two college degrees while in prison and continued on saying, I'm working on a third. Apparently, he was hoping to receive a master's degree in counseling. Holy crap. Tell me that is not the scariest thing you've ever heard. Yeah, I want this in guy counseling. counseling me. Oh, my God. My, my, my head blew off when I heard that. Do you ever he find it said, odd that most people I know who are counselors like are divorced or have really I've messed, messed up, up lives <laughs> themselves? Yeah. Like I've yeah. noticed that. It's like the teacher can teach, but sometimes can't teach themselves type of thing. Yeah, what is that? Those rule, right? those who can do do, those who cannot teach. That's what yes. I think I yeah, that fits there perfectly. Yes. He also said that the nineteen ninety five decision to ban him ever seeing parole was an act of vengeance. He thought that was an act of vengeance that he wasn't able to see parole. Yeah. Hello. It's not an act of vengeance that you're cutting breasts off in a severing a foot and putting a high heel on it and st- sticking it in your freezer. Using most paperweights. That's weird. Brutos would die in prison on March 28th, 2006 from liver cancer. He was 67 at the time of his death. Oh, hopefully he was in a lot of pain. I that hope would be so good. Too. Here is a scary fact to leave the creeps with. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. 12 other women were reported missing and never found during the same time frame as Brutos's known murders. He made it clear while still alive that he didn't want to give any more information than what was already known. Could he have been responsible for some or all of these women? So he might have murdered up to 12 more women, but he stayed tight-lipped just out of stubbornness. Yeah. I, and now, and then uh, he died, so. Took those secrets with him right to the grave. So 12 women, and unfortunately, you know, Think of all the families of these women that don't ever know what happened to them. I can't imagine. It's the not knowing, right? Yeah, it's the no closure. That's a huge thing. Exactly. Bums me out. But that was another creep for us to learn about. The shoe fetish dude. Jerry. (laughs) Good old Jerry. Do you want me to use that in the title? The shoe fetish dude? That would be a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) That would be awesome. All right, guys. Shoe fetish dude. Thanks for sticking around for another episode, and we'll see you on the next one. Have a good one. Bye, guys. See ya. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.